A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw tonight and all the fallout from Crown Jewel, which is lucky because they haven't advertised anything. Yeah, we find ourselves in a bit of a jam this week, don't we? Because they give you all of these weeks of all of these various storylines, and I know, like the main one, the central one, the Miz and Dexter Lumis, for example, was rubbish but for the most part a series of storylines that have been allowing them to book matches week after week after week and then they hit a pay-per-view and then there's a big war games announcement and they've just completely taken the foot off the gas to say here's this really big thing in Saudi Arabia here's this really big thing that you're excited about anything in between I'm bored now like they just, they just, it just feels like they cannot be arsed it's three weeks to yeah super close Bloody hell which makes me think that's why they're coasting especially because the last two rows Sucked ass, actually. If I hadn't, if Sidgwick hadn't showed me Ronald Reagan out for dinner with his new lady friend this evening, I'd be worried that Vincent Mann was firmly back in the chair. He could go to dinner and book a TV show. He can't. <laughs> it, was, it was never known in 40-odd years before. Yes, for the last, you know, several years he couldn't, but he, he still found a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got a follow-up after... Uh, quite enjoyable crown jewel. Mm. Um, we reviewed it earlier on today. If you want to go and check that out as a podcast. Um... And I suppose one of the central questions as it relates to Raw is uh, the women's title picture, really. Bianca Bella obviously retained against Bailey, but Damage Control won the uh, women's tag team titles back from Alexa Bliss and Asuka. There's the question mark as to what happens next with, with Nikki Cross, but mainly, yeah, what happens next with Damage Katarl and how we inevitably seemingly set up this women's War Games match? I think tonight is the night of the big War Games pop for the women's match. It feels obviously like the men's match is going to be the bloodline and you want to do ideally a big smackdown, all the bloodline in the ring. Like instantly iconic, famous bloodline segment for that. Uh, I could well see um, Bailey tonight wanting to do it as a last desperate act. I, I worry that this splitting Damage Katarl up thing is just us it's not even fantasy booking it's reality booking because the act sucks so it's a case of splitting them up because it needs to be split up does Bailey call for it tonight and Bianca say yes uh, whereas Dakota Kai and Oscar aren't that fuss because they've won the belts and they're actually doing fine and yeah. they're this seems a bit a bit much 
We'll put like, all the gold on the line, will we? Yeah, like that sort of thing. Does Bailey do it as this? Because there is no other reason now for them to be in this cage match other than to have the cage match for Bailey to prove a point because she has lost and lost and lost, and the whole plan hasn't worked. So I'm assuming that gets called tonight. Whether or not you put the teams together at the same time, it would be nice if it would feel a little bit organic. And Bailey asks for it. Bianca says yes, and then you have maybe next week. Gives them something to do as well. Gives them mm. TV time to actually put the teams together. Still Survivor Series season. So they used to spend time putting the teams together on TV then. Do it for war games. Yeah, because you've got a rough idea in your head. Like I say, I think it's five-person teams is what they've said, or ten participants mm. uh, in, in each war games thing. So you would assume, like, like I say, Damage Katol, Bailey, um, EO Sky, and uh, Dakota Kai, and the bare minimum on the other side is, of course, the former tag champs and uh, Bianca Belair. But then you've got, like I say, the, the question mark over over Nikki Cross and where her allegiances lie, Sige. Yeah, good mystery. Um Given that I'm being literally asked as the first port of call, what next for damage control? Clearly, this is not a jam-packed raw lineup. So, it's time to play the game. What game is that? That game is did it, did it, did it, did it. Who says war games now that William Regal is in Ooh. AW? Uh, someone's got to say it. Yeah. Well, and not the wrestlers. I because the wrestlers can't just call for it, can they? There's got to be. Well, they should. Yeah, it's not going to be frigging Adam Pearce, is it? Well, there's only one thing for it. War games. That's the thing. It's like it's fine. This little crap. Everyone knows it's going to happen. Yeah. That there is going to be a war games match. So if I'm five geeks, I come out and say dibs. Yeah. But someone has to, you know, come out and say it. So maybe they'll do a big heat angle, and uh, with the women. And you don't know what side Nikki Cross is on because she's just indiscriminately throwing fists at anyone. And so, picture the scene. Right, okay. I don't even know the raw theme tune, so I can't even do Jim Roster's the raw theme tune. We're going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, isn't it? That's the one, yep. Yeah, still the same. <laughs> going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Doom. Hey, you know, I don't know. I'm so tired. Remember, I'm so bored. So I'm so tired and I'm so bored. The raw theme that used to play after the uh, the YouTube. Stop running. Stop running. Stop running. That's, we'd be writing lists. I've got to rewatch something from Raw for this list. Friggin' hell. And it was just this Stop running. wailing guy after a three minute clip on YouTube. Oh, God. Everything sucks about the Fed. Um, so, a picture that, of the scene. It feels like greatness. Is that the new Raw one? Yes. Yeah. Feels like greatness. <laughs> Some show happens and then there's oh, wait a like second. It's Monday night, you know what that means. That's Kevin Patrick opening the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually. Actually. And then um so the war breaks out. Head of war games. And who comes out, microphone in hand, saying, Enough is enough. It's gotta be. Trip, surely. Triple H, you think, yeah. do a thing? Because he's gonna he's gonna be like bloody at it from Leeds. Bloody out with all you people fighting. I had to separate bloody Bobby and Brock the other week. Now I've got to do this. I'm not having this no more. War that games. That reminds me of when Samoa Joe had to stop the chaos. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pathetic. And then more chaos happened because it's a wrestling show. And he won the world title. Yeah, pathetic. So if it is Triple H, right, and he's not from Leeds, <laughs> just to give the readers, uh, the listeners, something, uh, what would that sound like, Wilborn? He'd be like, stop it. Well, that's Vince. That's Vince. Sorry, yeah. Um, I, I know he feels like he's in charge. I, I do a Triple H impression. Well, try. He'd be like, try. <laughs> 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 
He's a little bit. But Dad. Dad, excuse him. It's a world games. Uh, Hamlet, any, uh, any advance? It is indistinct, his voice, isn't it? When he's not talking about himself. Is he uh, working, <laughs> uh? <laughs> Well, uh, the fact of the matter is, <laughs> in this ring, on this microphone, it's war games. That's the best one. That's, yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. Time to suck my gag. <laughs> <laughs> that was a live version. We've not had that for a while. Yeah. I, what else do you meant to say about the show? It's gone full Vince for me, this. It always was Vince minus the 24-7 division plus five minutes on the end of every f***ing match. But it's becoming a very Vincey show now. It's Usi, more like, more like Vincey. Good. It isn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what next for damage control? How am I meant to care? Have they not even teased online Miz responds to massive sixty-minute piece put together on him last week? No, but no. well, let's talk about that. Yeah. How do how do they follow up on the um, Loomis Miz saga? Is have, it him uh, threatening to sue Johnny this, Gargano? Did I imagine this, or did this turn out to be a parody of something that's actually happened in real life? What? No, I, no. I, I, I thought I'd seen that. Like that, we were just all missing a point or something. I just, I the Miz will what want a match with Dexter now, even though he had one a couple of weeks ago. Want Didn't. a match with like want Gargano, a match with Johnny Gargano? Like he wanted out of the match with Dexter the other week because Gargano suspects that. Well, I guess they're playing game unglued somewhere along the way. Like, so is he gonna like fight him now? What's what's the Miz want next? Because the secret's out now. So can he just not get on with his life? There's no consequences to the secret. He's still inordinately wealthy, and Maurice will presume maybe that'll be what it is. Maybe Maurice has kicked him out of the house on account of terrorising her and the children by paying for a murderer. And we get... Um, down on his look, Miz. Down on his look, Miz. We get, that like, quite like we to get see. Happy Corbin, the mustard years, but for the Miz. <laughs> the mustard years. Yeah, it's crap, this in, isn't it? That's admit rubbish. It, admit oh, crap. rubbish, yeah, yeah. Especially if we're heading towards a Dexter Loomis match. Uh-huh. Always has to end there. <laughs> Elias and Riddle, garbage. Has to end in an Elias match. Elias is... Far and away worse than Ezekiel was. Riddle's been made to be thick and stupid again after a good win. Rollins. Rollins was great last week, and he didn't work Crown Jewels, so there's no stink on him. Like, Rollins the, was... The Ali stuff, maybe? Yeah. So that was an, as an opponent for the, the premium live event? Yeah. Uh, oh, hang on. No, Rollins was an awesome babyface last week. I want that less now. Yeah, I <laughs> like I quite, I quite enjoyed watching him as a face. I'll have some more of that. Unless you have him... This is like the final thrashings of him as a heel, and he beats Ali, but he beats him clean, and mm-hmm. then... Shakes his hand or whatever as a the definitive, like, I'm not as much of a bastard as I used to be sort of thing. Well, it feels like that's where they're going. I wonder, it's, what's going on with Kevin Owens, right? I was waiting for this. Because he was never going to do the Saudi show. No. but So that they could have just lifted him out because there was nothing to work towards. But they still used him on NXT, didn't they? So it, it, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like, they could have picked any main roster person to do some nonsense talking segment in the main event of NXT. So he's obviously still factored in, but there's been all these stories that he's not... Like plans have changed maybe a little bit. Is it possible that Owens is going to be taken out of where we assumed he would be in War Games and they'll put Seth Rollins in instead? Mm. And they'll look at Rollins and Reigns interacting, you know, the, the constant shield excitement. There's a, a WWE.com thing at the moment, because I was looking for raw copy, anything. And there was a graphic saying, uh, we celebrate 10 years of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And there's a big old gap in the middle where Dean Ambrose should be, <laughs> but he's not, obviously. But I understand that, you know, he's not there now. 
But maybe as a War Games thing, 10 years since the debut of The Shield, having Rollins and Reigns on opposite sides of the teams, maybe that's one of the reasons why Owens has been phased back and the temporarily turning Seth babyface. I suppose you could have the intrigue of, yeah, Rollins and Owens trying to be yeah. a team again. They mm-hmm. teamed before years ago, didn't, well, not years ago, but yeah. Just for WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got that. It felt like years ago. Because you've got that, and yeah, as much as I, I understand why they took Kevin Owens out because of the Sami Zayn thing, like even if this is just a temporary thing and you, you're you going to come back to the Sami and Kevin Owens thing for the Usos tag titles eventually. Actually, that rules. Say. The Brawling Brutes, Owens and uh, Seth. That's a great five-man team. Will it be four-man? Didn't Jey Uso break a wrist or something? He was having a scan. Oh, he's having a scan today, I believe. Oh, so it might be a four-person <laughs> thing. Which sucks because the whole crux is Jay and Sammy. That's that's really unfortunate. Yeah, I just think Kevin Owens said all along that he's not going to do the Saudi show. And they ahead of it said that, right, okay, if we continue to push him heavily as they had been on Raw and he just suddenly doesn't do anything at Crown Jewel, even though Seth Rollins didn't, the knowledge that Kevin will not go to these shows Mm -hmm. would have really brought into focus that, oh, isn't it funny how he's not involved in it? So I think they've just been biding their time the better of being de-emphasizing it. Otherwise, that would make Triple H a rather poor booker. <laughs> <laughs> Think Owens could return tonight, then? Yeah, let's let's go for that, actually. Let's That's do that and do a wild brawl. Yeah. Maybe some, is the bloodline being announced for this? Nothing's been announced. Uh, yeah, if they, <laughs> oh, yeah, gonna, yeah, if they were going to be on the show, we'd know about it. Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, by yeah. now. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to, like, give WWE excuses. I do. Because, like, the argument Sounds is very fair. Like that. Well, um, they, you know, they've 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 been Saudi. They've come back, and they've only just sorted themselves out. And you know, how could they advertise something in advance? Well, what you've got a weekly wrestling show. You've had it for quite a few years now. I think um, I'm going to predict something. Oh, I think tonight, uh, Rhea Ripley 
posts Luke Gallows cleaning the balls and writes him out of their of their OC situation. He's in a wheelchair, balls in a cast, and uh, that like triggers Edge and Beth Phoenix's return. And then well, you've yeah. got your three it, men, one woman match for Survivor Series. Judgment Day on. versus AJ Anderson, Edge and Beth Phoenix. The ju- yeah, because the Judgment Day versus the OC at Crown Jewel was really enjoyable, but it yes. does feel like they, it's it's the same thing every week now, and it's like. The solution is a new member for the OC. Surely in the next few weeks as we head towards Survivor Series, that's got to be solidified. The, the, the Rhea Ripley telling Michael Cole that she'd done her hair in dedication to the late Beth Phoenix is inspired. That's absolutely fantastic. It's going to be her. That little moment they had Extreme Rules was fantastic as well. So, yeah, like bring her back. Get to that, I think. Because get to the point. Yeah. It does sort of feel like... When's it going to end? A Survivor Series when the... Good guys get their redemption. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. It's 52 weeks from the year. You're the one who likes this. Come on, bring some energy to this podcast. I didn't really like last two weeks. I don't think Raw, it's like... It's been crap, isn't it? it? Raw has created of late. I enjoyed last week's Raw. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. And I think... Uh, yeah, I've seen people suggesting Rhea Ripley becomes the new leader of the OC, uh, the OC of uh, of the Judgment Day. I, I, I consider her the leader. Yeah, I think she's the leader now, isn't she? By far and away the most over. Um, she's probably most representative of how it's been fixed and how it's been taken from what it originally was versus what it is now. I, I, I've said it on the Crown Jewel thing. I absolutely love the act. I'm rooting for this because I've enjoyed them so much and it really clicked in a totally different way at Crown Jewel. They look so together, so believable. They, It's a bit like the bloodline, I guess. They're acting, they're bouncing off one another more than it feels like they're performing scripted roles and even someone like a Damian Priest who all the time he's been within WWE has felt born to do the scripted stuff mm. I, I can't ever imagine a time that he was even in Ring of Honor because he looked like he was a test tube performance center project just so happens that he's 40 or whatever he is yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time in the tube <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I love this act they feel completely real mm. so I do hope that they get something I hope that this is the direction it is for Survivor Series and it is big feeling because I think I just think they've come on tremendously well. And Survivor Series, of course, as we all know, is the only time that Raw and SmackDown superstars come together. Ooh. So Rey Mysterio will be forced into a reckoning with the son he's tried to run away from. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think, think about that. There you go. No question about being asked? Yeah, also, well, what do you make of the judge, what they've done with the Judgment Day recently? It's been all right. Rhea Ripley's over. Yeah. It's been a successful vehicle for Rhea Ripley. Dominic Mysterio gets reactions. Finn Balor's kind of banter, and the matches aren't halfway bad. This is the best thing WWE's done in years, as a result of <laughs> worst, of worst <laughs> uh, just, uh, it's just, it's all right. You know, it's the same story every week. I feel like yeah, it is time, you know, whether it be... There's nothing to say. If they don't give you anything to say, it becomes apparent how little there is actually to say about these shows, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of those where I can see them being quite lazy and just having the judgment day come out and be like, did you see what happened on Saturday? And then the OC come out and go, give us another bloody shot. And then they... Sounds great, this. When is Sounds like, like, you know what? I'm going to struggle to get to sleep tonight (laughs) because I'm going to wake up frothing at the mouth, ready for more judgment day versus OC action. You know when we've got... When it's uh, the post-pay-per-view dynamite, right? Or even sometimes two weeks after the pay-per-view. And... 
on the review, were saying, well, last night's episode was good. It was very much a table-setting episode. They don't promote it as a table-setting episode. Well, nothing in that, like Excalibur's <laughs> got nothing to read out. It's just a graphic. Table-setting for the next month of television. This <laughs> is supposed to be a continuing thing where there's matches taking place regardless. Mm. This could be a table-setting role because one pay-per-view is finished and a pretty big one is on the horizon. You've got three weeks, though. And there's not that long to build it. So it's like you set the table and you lay some of the stuff out straight away and it's pretty cool. But... They've promoted nothing, so it has to be that. They can't have just... There was nothing from last week they could have thought, oh, we could actually book a match off the back of this. Like, Seth Rollins could be in action again. Even that... Like, imagine if they started doing um, in action or speaks or whatever in the way that AEW also did. Sometimes it's not even matches, mm. but you know somebody's going to be on the show, so their angle matters, or the implication is that what they're doing right now makes them featured. There's not even any of that, so we're clutching at straws and trying to guess who are going to be the featured players off the back of a load of things being concluded on Saturday and a bunch of new stuff that needs setting up for three weeks' time. It's uh, it's quite odd. I think it's a, it is like a mark against, a big mark against Triple H when, you know, and I don't mind doing it when I enjoy it, when people are praising the work and then you find yourself hours away from a role with now on the card. Yeah, someone sods law that by the time this podcast goes out, they'll announce like 10 matches. But on Twitter, burn some time. <laughs> <laughs> see what they've got going on and see if they've announced anything because it's inexplicable that they are so close to the show and they've done absolutely nothing for this whatsoever. Last week advertised, they advertised Roman and Brock. They both appeared. It was good stuff. Because uh, they had a PLE to sell, didn't they? Yeah. Is there like a big football game or on something tonight? Because that would explain... It wouldn't justify, yeah. but it would explain why they've just not really made people want to watch... Was it in one of them towns that they just inexplicably hit? That was a big thing, wasn't it? I hate some towns now. It's a Salt Lake City, I hate you. Yeah. You're getting nothing. I'm not even going to show a picture of your local landmark on my title. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens at the Saints. The Baltimore Ravens versus the New Orleans Saints in the Caesars Superdome. Big, big, uh, big oh. game. Big game. Let me just see if they are at the Saints. Are they, are they like in... Yeah, it is in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Check, go on the NFL uh, conference standings. That's when Jeremy Clarkson was like, <laughs> football, I called it hand egg, actually. <laughs> Ravens. Is well. awful. It's like Triple H. <laughs> Are they like uh, close? Is it is, uh, stakes? How many... God, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm just looking. Uh, oh, my God, too many numbers. Orleans, Ravens Saints, are 6-0 and oh in the pocket. Saints are 3-5, uh, and five and the uh, Ravens are 5-3. and three. So Ravens. a nice mirror. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> mirror match on uh, MNF. So, tonight. have either team got a chance still going to the Super Bowl? Uh, well, uh, I'm glad you asked. The Baltimore Ravens are top of the AFC North. Uh, so, they got a good shot at the uh, you know, divisional rounds of the playoffs. <laughs> are the other team down and out? Or could they be not down? I mean, no point in this se- uh, so far in the season could you uh, say any team, even the Carolina Panthers, two and seven, uh, could be say- seen as uh, complete. Uh, maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, three and five. Uh, you can still turn it around. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't know how there. many games there. The problem is uh, with these goddamn leagues. I have no idea how many games you meant to play in the season. Well, do the math. Well, of what? <laughs> <laughs> like some teams. I don't even know. Sometimes team from the AFC and the so NFC. They play each other twice, like uh, the SPL. Because well, they don't even stay in their goddamn leagues. They're not even the same league. Look, this. They are in the goddamn. Where are they? Goddamn it. Um, <laughs> where are we? Uh, New Orleans Saints are in the NFC South. And the goddamn uh, Ravens are in the AFC North. So what? I don't. I don't understand how this all works. I thought it was like one team from one side of the country 
he faces the best team on the other well, side. And what the hell's the deal with the Wembley games? Or is that just explain uh, that? Is that just basketball? No, I think yeah, I think sometimes you play teams in your league. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you think me can't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That was cheap. <laughs> uh, what do you make of heel Bobby Lashley? Uh, <laughs> um, I liked I it. I forgot what happened to Crown Jewel. If there's other listeners who've also forgotten. He didn't attack him technically before the bell, but he did kind of nobble him, didn't he? Like, he took his leg out of his leg right as the match started and then was basically in charge the whole way. Kept targeting the leg, kept targeting the leg. And then Lesnar was knackered in the um, hurt lock and then did the Bret Hart, did a really terrible job of it, by the way, but the Bret Hart kickoff. So he kind of, they presented it as he just survived and Lashley was raging and decked him afterwards. So it was either. Was it a good match? I forgot. Yes, yes. It was. It was like yeah. It was just big, big lads hitting big moves. Five for six hot minutes. minutes. Yeah, six ah, minutes, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> it was either a heel turn just for the Brock Lesnar feud, and they'll revisit it around say Rumble season because they're going to do the decider at WrestleMania, or it was an actual heel turn and Bobby Lashley's pissed off that you know he's lost his United States title and he's lost to Brock. And Probably so, promotional malpractice, I think, considering how over he was as a face. I wouldn't turn him heel. I would just make him a heel against. Lesnar, but I suppose you've then got to talk yourself out of what happened on Saturday, haven't you? Yeah. What do you think? I think you, you're kind of stuck with him being a heel now, to be perfectly honest, I think. And, he, you know, it'd be interesting to see him be a heel on his own. Because you remember when they were like, oh, it's a hurt business. Oh, no, not really. Oh, now the hurt business again. Oh, God. So just have him be a horrible bastard on his own. So, I don't know. I don't want Shelton and Cedric to be like, hey, Bobby, can't I notice that you're beating a baby faces again? You ever think, like, showing him the suit? Ever think about this? No. Didn't the last three times you asked either? Yeah, I feel like just having be a yeah someone tonight. He says, "All right, let's have a, a open challenge." I'm, 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 I've still got lots, to, lots to give. The match was over too soon at Crown Jewel. Blah blah blah. Who fancies it? And a naive baby face. I don't know who that might be off the top of my head. Comes out and says, oh, "I'll give you, I'll give you a, uh, a match," and just gets absolutely ragdolled, basically. I need to be, yeah, just reminded of the horrific brute strength of Bobby Lashley if he's going to be heel. Feuds needs, like, so I say he's got two War Games matches and nothing, needs a card. So it does need a card. It does need a card. So, like, Bobby Lashley in a match is something. Seth Rollins in a match is something. Double toy? Double toy? What, Bobby and Seth? Yes. Double toy. I like that, actually. Some, pe- some people have said a double turn is one of the hardest things to pull off in this business. I don't know if you've ever heard that <laughs> when they're talking about Austin and Brett. That's what was, that was the magic of it, actually. That would actually work as well because he's like, I've, I was been distracted by fighting that prick, that tomato prick who beat me on Saturday. Yeah. Now I want my title back. Yes, I like that. Run it to Survivor Series, I'd have that. Yeah, and then like you say, you've got the the potential to Seth to be, <laughs> but also becoming more and more baby because people are like, you're a prick, Bobby. Like making him prove himself that when he beat him, it wasn't just because of the circumstances then. It wasn't because of Brock. This time he's going to do it on his own. He's yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh. We stumbled onto some good booking for Monday Night Raw. <sighs> Maybe I just had something to say something. <laughs> I'm not excited about the show. I'm in tr- like, with a completely blank slate, I'm intrigued to see what they do. I think they're going to do more OC versus Judgment Day. I'm fine with that. I'm love it. It's my new favorite. It's my new favorite thing. I was saying it well by like when when you love an act, it's all you can do is sing the theme, but I don't even know the words, but it's just something in Alter Bridge. Yeah. 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 Yeah
You know, Scott you know Telford, if you can hear this, his soul hurts. <laughs> he I likes all the bridge, all the bridge guy in here. Honesty, honesty. I love Edge getting like the boys of payday. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose if it will, be, it could be a very big role, like you say, if you have the return of Edge, return of Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley, especially because everything to be a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> the unannounced appearance of everything. Oh, here we go. Time to play the game. I feel like I have seen three almost identical headlines posted by the ever-reputable on top of things Fightful Selective. WWE talks to bring another act back. So who's the next return? So they were talking about Mia Yim recently. Maybe she could be the one it added to the uh, to the five-person war games yeah. match. She Half killed herself for the cause once <laughs> yeah, before, exactly. so yeah. Nick Aldis. Handing in his notice, didn't he? Yeah. We were talking about this in the office, where like they're doing this like sto- well, a story or a report where Nick Aldis is like, yeah, I'm just sick of it. It's pretty uh, terrible operation, actually. Uh, bad racket. It's bobbins. Not doing anything for my career. Uh, the NWA isn't what it was. The reboot, you know, did all right to get some traction. Bearing in mind it launched power in like late 2019. I was thinking, oh, you know, Dynamite NXT on a Wednesday, Raw, you know, new, new skate round, whatever. Uh, Power on a Tuesday, though. Let's all watch and talk about that on Twitter. I was like, really? He's talking about that. The cosplay ones, that's ironic because they don't think the cosplays. <laughs> people are talking about it. Many people are saying many people are saying it's good. And it hasn't it's not been that for quite some time. Several years actually. But I love the idea that this is a promotion that once booked a loser stays in town match. So this could just be a work <laughs> where Nick Aldis is saying, yeah, it's absolutely rubbish. So it's unbecoming of my uh, my natural bone rule as a professional wrestling world champion. This promotion's terrible, and I'm going to hand my notice in unless I can be talked out of it in a match. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. Billy Corgan's finally going to work. Aye. Yeah, <laughs> Aldis, I was going to say, the worst thing is, and I think Aldis was really good at all in, saying the nice thing before you bury him. He would actually spark a bidding war because they're desperate for anyone just to be stupid billionaires. Trying to cut off, cut off each other's noses. It's a bit of a talent arms race at the moment, isn't it? It's a yeah. good time to be the wrestler rather than the fan. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, well, let you know. Let's it's, like, a dark P, it's in a dark age wrestling. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst it's been since January 4th, 2017. Right, like, let's go. It's getting pretty awesome. NXT's still mopping about. New Japan's on the resurgence. Like, the indies are getting really hot. And then 2018 was majestic, 2019. Oh, my God. 2020, 2021, it's back. This year, feels like it's gone. I think Survivor Series is going to be awesome and Full Gear could be just fine. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> What's the main event at Full Gear? MJF Moxley. Oh, yeah, that is great. Yeah, what am I saying? The Elite are coming back. Hobbs versus Wardlow. Storm versus Hater. That's it. Better than uh, Survivor Series, actually. Only Survivor Series, actually. Mystery card. I'm sure a Triple H, I'm sure a 50-minute... Triple H War Games match. Where the baby faces have the advantage. Where the baby faces have the advantage, where there are as many weapons as minutes, despite the fact that the actual stipulation is a weapon in itself. Sure, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. I want to uh want somebody to watch in prep for this year's War Games, the one, the terrible uh CWC one, where Danny Birch looks like he's running in heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like running out of his cage into the ring. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on in here? <laughs> 
Oh, the first step. Oh, is it? On the road to War Games. Tonight on Monday Night Raw, let us know about the landing in the blitz. Ahead of your <laughs> ahead of the show tonight on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Boy Fish is like, oh yeah, me too. Watch that. Watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hampler at. Bobby Fish and Donny Birch. <laughs> the Mitchell Brothers' dads. Uh, Michael Hanfler. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. <laughs> follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, our review of Crown Jewel, our review of AW Rampage, both of those available right now, and we'll be back tomorrow to review this show. Still time to submit your five-star review, review something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a segment on Monday Night Raw. You can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts, or hey. you can... Uh, five stars on Spotify. Screenshot that, and then just email yeah, me need, a review. You need the proof. Adam.Wilborn <laughs> at whatculture.com. But for now, this has been the preview for Monday Night Raw. They're going to announce like six matches as we record oh, this. Yeah. I've got a horrible yeah. feeling. Uh, but for now, my thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Acast and Befaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.